Happy New Year, and welcome to Perspectives on Growth for 2024. I'm your host, Matt Johnston, CEO and founder of Red Rock Strategic Partners. It is our hope that as you pursue your goals and business opportunities, whatever they may be for this year, that these ideas, thoughts, and perspectives on growth will challenge you to think bigger, inspire you to consider our ideas with your own, but most importantly, motivate you to execute ideas that will improve your business and the lives of the clients that you serve. It's truly an amazing opportunity that we take very seriously at Red Rock and appreciate the chance to deliver these perspectives to you this year. Well, this will be an incredibly exciting year in wealth management as folks consider their wealth goals, dreams, and concerns amid an ever-changing economic and, and market environment. Hard to believe we're watching inflation drop precipitously, stock market improve, and move past the huge gains that we experienced in 2023. It's also exciting to think that our goals and wealth plans may be impacted by two to three rate cuts in 2024, a presidential election cycle, credibly strong jobs growth, and improvements in qualified savings limits. So the bottom line is opportunities really abound for our clients in 2024, but only if we're ready to push ourselves to the next level in how we serve them. I thought I would start this Perspectives on Growth focused on what I would call our business and personal growth journey. So first, let me say that I'm not an expert who is positioning any of these thoughts as I know what to do and you should listen. In fact, far from it. I'm striving to be better every day and simply on the journey like all of you to find ways to improve and sustain performance in my own personal and business life. I've struggled with goals and goal setting, certainly various life challenges along the way, and commitment to sustain growth at times just like everybody else. But I've also been in financial services industry for over 28 years, and I've led, coached, and worked alongside incredibly successful leaders and advisors, teams, staff members, who were and are amazing when it comes to sustained success and sustained growth. More importantly, at this time of the year, it seems everybody's so focused on goal setting and talking about the new year and New Year's resolutions that we often don't consider what happens when we hit that bump in the road. What happens when we are frustrated or we're not making the progress that we had hoped? What then? In other words, how do we sustain our performance and our trajectory towards what we want this year? So let's dive into some perspectives on growth in this area. Step one is really about the word passion. As you consider your goals for this year, again, whether they be business or personal, I'd ask you to ask yourself a few really important questions. What do I really want? I mean, really deep down in my gut, my heart, my soul, what do I really want? Second question is, what am I really committed to? We can't be committed to everything or we're really committed to nothing. So instead of transforming, what goals am I really committed to? And then third is what matters right now? Again, we can't transform ourselves or our businesses overnight. So often when I work with leaders and advisors and we talk about goals, I'll ask them, why did you decide or focus on this particular set of objectives? And what I hear is, well, that's what my peers are doing. Or I read about so-and-so who does this or that, so I thought I'd try it. Or I saw on Facebook that someone I know has gotten some results from it. Gathering information and ideas is a really powerful thing. 
but so often the passion factor is absent from the equation. In other words, we're deciding to set a goal or objectives because we think it's what others are doing or because someone looks happy and healthy and that's what they're doing and so we decide we'll do it as well. Now, while this is noble, the problem comes when we hit the first phase of resistance. Because our true passion and commitment isn't really behind it, we quit or we slow down or we decide to focus elsewhere. Something happens in our psyche when we stop. We begin to have negative self-talk. We begin to tell ourselves we can't or we shouldn't. And the safe thing to do is sort of to revert to the average versus pushing towards exceptional. So that passion factor is a powerful motivator and can sustain us through those inevitable bumps in the road. So step one, what goals are you really passionate about and why? Step two is the idea of embracing discomfort. We often associate this idea with something physical, right? I ran X number of miles this morning and now I'm sore. There's discomfort there. Will I run tomorrow or quit altogether? What we often forget is how powerful discomfort is and what it brings to our lives. Growth and achievement occurs in those moments of discomfort. Accomplishing something new requires discomfort. We have to be happy in the moments of discomfort. By the way, discomfort isn't just being sore after a workout or pushing for that last repetition. It's also embracing the awkwardness of growth. What do I mean? Well, for those of you listening, if you're right-handed, chances are you write with and throw with your right hand. Imagine doing it with your non-dominant hand. Well, we look stupid, the motion is terrible, and if we're riding, it's probably illegible. Our natural instinct is to stay with what works, to stay with our strength. I'll stick with that right hand. But the discomfort and the joy of trying to write and throw with that non-dominant hand is what makes winners win. You see, they're not afraid to fail or look awkward. Because they know that growth happens in those awkward moments where our weaknesses are exposed and challenged, not when we're in a position of strength. Getting comfortable with discomfort requires commitment, but also intention and an acknowledgement that this will be hard, but will get easier as time and practice progress. We also know that repetition is the mother of skill. So if we want to build and ingrain habits, we have to execute our goals with routine until they become automatic. By the way, that's the definition of habit, isn't it? An action is taken so often that it becomes automatic. Whether that's exercise, reading, team meetings, looking at your P&L, whatever it is, building muscle in the habit is vital and growth only comes in times of discomfort. Step three, and finally, I think this idea is really pervasive in business and in our personal lives is to avoid the trap of perfectionism. So perfectionism can take on a lot of meaning. So let's try to be specific. On a personal level, if we set a health goal around eating, workout, exercise, and we miss some aspect of that goal, most people quit. In business, if we think about our, our colleagues or leaders, we'll see an idea or a strategy as out of the box or out of the norm. Maybe we won't pursue it. If we believe in either business or personal aspects of our lives that our output must be perfect, 
will not sustain progress. We have to recognize that achievement is often messy, ugly sometimes, and implementing goals is often lumpy. It's not smooth. And yet I see so many advisors and leaders making excuses for growth, like waiting for the right moment, or we need everybody on board. On a personal level, the excuses often start with, well, you know, my gym's not set up yet, or I plan to make time for that next month, or, or whatever it happens to be. These are all manners of letting perfect stand in the way of progress and achievement. From a business standpoint, think of the last big initiative you undertook. I bet it was because some leader had the forethought and the guts to say, let's go. Let's move forward. Let's make this happen despite the unknowns, despite the market environment. When we've seen the perfect diet, it's because they decided to move forward despite the unknowns and the fears. Someone achieved something personal like a marathon or losing weight. It's because they jumped in and they decided to get moving. We can't let perfection get in the way of progress. So as you embark on a tremendously productive and fulfilling year, spend as much time or maybe even more time focused on the implementation and the sustainment of your goals and resolutions rather than just the goals themselves. And let's make sure to identify those goals that you are completely, unequivocally committed to, that we will be willing to embrace discomfort, which is also ugly, awkward, and realize that it's there and that being perfect shouldn't be the enemy of progress. I think if we do those things, we'll have an incredibly satisfying 2024. I sincerely hope that you have the greatest and most productive year you've ever had this year. Thanks for listening.